Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Uh, today, I've got my good friends Jason and Pili Yarusi on the podcast, and we're going to talk about multifamily. So we're talking about multifamily syndications, and I've got something really exciting for you on this podcast. Um, uh, and it's not the fact that we all have coronavirus, the two, our two families. Um, it is, uh, I, I don't know, I'm going to save it for the end. So stick around to the end, and um, I've got an exciting announcement for you on here, something that we're doing together. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait for it this summer. So uh, without further ado, here are my good friends, Jason and Pili Yarusi. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are uh, in the uh, coronavirus edition of the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast with uh, me and Jason and Pili Yarusi. So um, it's interesting because Jason and Pili have interviewed me a couple of times in their podcast. And I don't think that I've ever interviewed them on this one since I bought the company. So um, we've been, uh, they just moved down here to Nashville. Uh, they were members of Seven Figure Flipping, moved into the multifamily space, a lot of really cool stuff that, that they're doing. Um, I'm a limited partner in a lot of their deals and a general partner in some of theirs now. So um, really exciting stuff that we've been able to do. We've gotten to know each other really well over the past few years. And I wanted to bring them on the podcast right now specifically because we've been talking about the transition that Blackjack's making and some of the changes in my year in review and some of the multifamily stuff that we're doing. And a lot of people reached out and said, this is exciting. I want to learn a little bit more about it. So uh, who better to bring on than these two to talk about kind of some of their transition, what they're doing now, and some tips that they can give you um, for maybe getting started in the multifamily space or some of the things that you want to do to grow your business. So, uh, Jason and Peely, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bill. Good to be here. So excited to be here. Thank you, Bill. Um, so we, the, the three of us and my wife, Lucy and my son, uh, Will, and I think one of your kids, right? Yep. One of your kids. Little, little Leo. Yeah. Little Leo. The two-year-old? The two-year-old. Two? Yep. Yeah. So um, we got together just after Christmas, and um, right after that, we all kind of um, had uh, COVID-19. So we're not sure kind of um, who had it first, who did what, but we are all kind of locked down and quarantining together right now, it, obviously, at their, them in their house and us and ours, trying not to get our other two kids sick. So um, we are pushing through today. It'll probably be a pretty short podcast because of that, but... Um, uh, I don't, if anybody wants to know a little bit more, uh, it was, it was hard. Uh, it's been a challenge. You do not want to get this. Um, it, uh, I'm still having trouble breathing, just walking up the stairs here, uh, into the office. So, um, and I know you guys are probably having a, uh, had a tough time. I don't know. How's it been for you guys? The fatigue is the worst. It's like, once you get it, it's like you're laid out for a couple of days and then you think you're getting better. And then all of a sudden it hits you again. And you're just like, yeah, I got to get back into that bed right now crazy. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know Peely, but she's always like really happy and excited and yelling and screaming. Mm -hmm. And I've seen her like energy level just drop. Uh, I don't know, probably by a factor of 10 or so. Yeah. So Bill's going to have us come back on the podcast in a couple of months and you'll see, you'll, you'll notice the difference right now. I'm kind of like, you know, even keel, usually my, my energy skyrocketing. I'm just like, yeah, let's do it right now. It's like COVID-19 has got me like really chill. Good. Well, let's uh, let's jump into your your guys's uh, background. So uh, I think you know. I don't know. Tell everybody, everybody who you are in the beginning and a little bit of your story. 
Yeah, so it's fantastic. I think actually we met, if I'd say 2016, yeah. and it was the first um, flip hacking actually, right? And so it was fantastic just to watch everything transition. But um, so Peely and I met in 2003 um, in the non-traditional way of working in a crazy outdoor bar in New York City. So it took 10 years, um, if you want to count them, for, for her to actually look my, my way, right? And so for that point, it took all those years, um, a trip for her to move to California, move to Hawaii, move, or move to New York City again, move back to Hawaii, and for us to meet in San Francisco, meet in San Francisco to randomly get together in New York City, and then of course back in New Jersey. Um, long story short, is we moved back to New Jersey. Um, I had uh, started a restaurant, started a brewery that I sold, and uh, but Hurricane Sandy happened, and that event um, just propelled um, my father's company, where he had this business that was um, dedicated for for really a lot of um, work that really. Um, just excels during during some um, flooding um, issues, right? So he raises houses. So we went out there, my brother included, um, to help the family business just really keep up with the workload. And um, fantastic, but we knew this wasn't our long-term goal, right? We were just having our first kid. Uh, it was that time where we were expanding our family and we were looking for different ways to just find a way to get our time back, right? So we did what we thought was our um, natural step, um, Peely got a realtor's license. Uh, we started flipping and wholesaling and doing Airbnbs. And what we found is that we were so busy with the construction business. And we then we we made that 10 times more with doing all the active work there. And it took us probably another year to buy some rentals out of state um, through a, a friend of ours who was doing it. Um, however, we started buying twos and threes and fours where they were buying single family. And we found that using the managerial experience, the things that we really excelled at, we were able to improve these properties, get them rented out, just to have them really turn around and produce great returns and great investments. And that put the light bulb off in my head because I said, well, that might be very difficult to scale because running all around town, trying to have all these two units, three units, four units all over the place, it just seemed like a logistical nightmare. But what if we could do this with one large property? And that's where it really just hit like, that's the direction we want to go. And at that point, we we started really scaling down on the flipping we were doing. We sold those twos and threes and fours, and we went and put all the attention on buying large apartment buildings. What we found there is that there's so much economies of scale that plays in, into it that you can do so many things to um, just move the needle a ton just by simply things that could you know reduce your utility bills. Where you know if we change toilets out on a a hundred unit building, you may improve the value of a couple hundred thousand dollars. Where if you did that on a two unit or even a single family, and it no one's going to pay you because you change your toilet out, right? So doing that, we saw that we could now take what is businesses that weren't really performing well and do upgrades, whether it be in the property or the management side, and just have substantial success. So we, 2017, we brought our first building, which was a 94 unit. Um, that was in Louisville, Kentucky. And it was the start of us. We've done now um, 10 syndications uh, across four different states. Um, and it's just been a ton of fun. And now we're here in uh, Tennessee, which we're really excited to continue. We just had our first acquisition here, continue to expand to really do a lot of damage here locally. Find a lot of great properties, a lot of opportunities to make communities better. And that's really been the focus since what I miss. I think you got everything. All right. I want to back up a little bit because you kind of, you, you talked a little bit about 
uh, like some selling uh, selling a bar and your family uh, business and stuff like that, like lifting houses, the construction business, flipping, wholesaling. Um, I want I want to go back a little bit because that's the time where I met you guys was when you you had like four businesses going on, maybe more. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I think there's a lot of people that that are either in your shoes or where you were. So you guys joined Peely was a I, you were a very active member inside of the the household being HQ Facebook community and stuff like that. And then I remember you guys joined Seven Figure Flipping. So when I met you, um, you were trying to grow and scale your wholesaling business and your flipping business. And you had so many other things going on. I, I distinctly remember one of the meetings where I think Peely was presenting and Jason, you couldn't make it to this meeting. And she was just like, we, we're doing this and we want to do this. And I just remember sitting back and just saying like, if we can give you any advice, it's just to, to kind of focus on the things that are really important, really making you money, stuff that you guys really enjoy and like. And um, so I want to hear a little bit about that, like at that time where and what you guys really had going on and all the things you were juggling, if you can like even remember back then. But it was it was a lot. Yeah. So, so I exactly remember exactly what you said, because I had just gone through everything that we were doing. And you said, Peely, you've asked us for focus for the past three years, you need to go get focus. You need to go and get it. And that was the turning point for me when we finally focused and went all into multifamily. So I'm gonna push it back like you asked. So uh, Jason actually got me my first mastermind, which was House Flipping Formula, when you still had House Flipping Formula. He put yeah. me into that because I had just had Luke our first and I was actually suffering from a little bit of postpartum. And I didn't realize it. Jason was like, you need something to take you out of this. And he was like, you know what? What better than to put you into a real estate mastermind? And I was like, okay. And I don't think we, neither of us knew what, we did know what postpartum was, but both of us are just like, let's power through it. We got this. And I was like, okay, we can do this. So I jump into House Flipping Formula and I find all these like-minded individuals who are going through the same thing. I think there was a couple of mamas in there, met Becca for the first time, Becca Shea, and just found a family that I could grow with in the entrepreneurial sense and the family sense. Like These are people that I know and love to this day and we work together on multiple projects. So fast forward, we're just like, okay, Jason and I sit down, we're like, there's seven figure flipping, we need to up level our business. And we jump into this and all of a sudden, our wholesaling business and our flipping business just kind of skyrockets and start, we start to learn how to leverage people. And we start learning the very basics the things that we should have known and should have grown on. So to your question, we had, we had just had our second child. And I think we were pregnant with our, with our third. And we had our flipping business, we had our wholesaling business, we had the construction business, which Jason was president of at the time. Um, we were still doing multiple forms of flipping. We had the one where we actually took the building and we raised it because we do do house raising and we add square footage and we did regular flips and we had our wholesales. Are, am I missing any other businesses? No, I mean, we had scaled out of um, really the restaurant, the brewery at that time. Yeah, we had yeah. scaled out of that at that time. So, but we still had hmm. so much going on and the multifamily business was just starting to level up 
So you can imagine we're very young parents at this point with young children and we're trying to juggle all these businesses. Mm -hmm. And I keep on asking our mentors at Seven Figure Flipping, what do we do? How do we, what do we do to stop stop the like the implosion that's going to happen and basically bill what you told us is that you have to stop it you have to focus in so it was actually really really hard when we had when i had that moment of clarity and i i think i actually started crying at that point and i had a conversation with you of like i don't know a week later and i was just like bill the only thing i can think of is i need to say goodbye to seven figure flipping we need to say goodbye to flipping and wholesaling and we took that entire year, I think it was like the end of 2018 and into 2019 to fully dismantle our flipping and wholesaling business and really go all in on multifamily. What, what kind of skills, um, and, and by the way, I ask you guys that because I think a lot of people, I see them all the time. They're, they're not focused. They're dabbling in lots of different areas and they're constantly looking for like the next thing. I actually got a call recently from, from a very big flipper and wholesaler that, that wanted to build a software. Um, and I just said to her, I said, like, look, um, one thing you need to realize is you're going to put a lot of energy in this. It's going to take a lot of time. And it doesn't sound like it's going to be that, that hard. It doesn't sound like it's going to, you're saying that it's going to be easy and you can just hire a bunch of people. But once you get in there, like it's going to be a lot harder. If you, whatever you think it is, like multiply it by 10, because that's the reality of what, what it's going to take from you. And especially in the beginning while you're getting it going. And then if something breaks and you have to focus on there again, then yep. you're, you're going to have to go, go right back and jump in there. So, um, so, and, and eventually she said, she sent me a message yesterday and said, you know, Hey, I decided not to pursue that. Thanks for some of the advice. And just, I, I didn't tell her not to, I just said, you know, take some stock in, in where you're going to put your time. And I think exactly what you guys just talked about goes with all the podcasts that we've done over the past few weeks. And a lot of them are uh, more understanding the energy that you're putting in, what the output's going to be, those kind of things, and really kind of figure out where, you, where do you want to focus and where's your time best spent? And then how do you get balance? Like my word for the year I shared recently is balance. Like I need that work-life balance this year, and that's going to be my focus. And I'm going to say no to a lot of things, a lot of great opportunities I'm going to say no to. And so, um, so you guys went uh, now all in in the multifamily space. What kind of stuff, like what, what from the flipping and wholesaling world has helped you in that, um, do you think? Like what kind of experiences that you guys had from before helped you as you moved into that uh, multifamily and apartment syndication space? You know, everything's a natural growth, right? So you could think that we, we potentially could have made the jump. Sure. Uh, I'm sure at some point we could have made that jump. However, you get not only relationship, which is massive, right? That's the same part, but just of course, it continues to build on your management skills, right? So on that part, you're, you're either managing a team or you're managing your projects or you're using um, the resources, um, continuing to understand how to grow businesses. So there's always takeaways that, that you need to look for. And you can't look back and say, oh, you know, I, maybe I should have done that. You did do it. Um, but now what can you take from that to move forward? So we've had, of course, great relationships form with yourself and others in, in the community. We've had a lot of you guys want to actively be in or and even passively be involved in these projects, which helped us. And it also gives us track record, right? So it, it continues the same thing of what we've done. Um, cause when you do your first multifamily deal, and this is a lot, um, with, with, uh, of the question we get is how, how can I raise capital if I've never done the deal before? Well, it, it's it, of course the chicken, you know, the egg, everything we all know. However, when you look at this part, it comes on your track record. What have you done before and how have you done it? 
And how have you showed up? And have you done what you've told people or put all your effort to, to complete what you've done? And we had the track record, you know, in the flipping, in um, even the beer business or even in the restaurant business that people knew that we put our mind to it and we go out there and focus on it. And that was the part here where we just had a really transition. And sometimes the hardest thing to do, and especially for a lot of people here, if you're doing all, all the different things, right, is that you have all these plates you're juggling, right? Sometimes the hardest thing to do is say, okay, I got to let them drop because I got to figure out where my focus needs to go, right? Because sometimes maybe, maybe you could keep some of them on, but you don't need to be all in on them and so proactive in them. And sometimes they just need to go. And we get so busy in our days, day in and day out, that we just wake up. We go, 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 go. We get to the end of the day and we go, oh man, I don't like what's going on. Then the next day, the same thing happens. And it only takes the point of just saying, okay, I need to stop somewhere, potentially feel that pain for a moment. But what is that small pain going to do to allow me to be within the bigger picture? So for us, you know, the, the small pain would be, of course, a couple, a couple sides. I mean, it's, you know, um, moving away from the family business, um, stopping things that, that were productively, you know, making income for us. But again, we were losing out on where the direction was. And so we had to get back to the goal. The goal here is to create our time, create our life, create what we want to do, even the, the moving to Tennessee, right? The, a lot of that wouldn't be possible if we were still active in the businesses we talked about before. But allowing us now to have the capability to where even with COVID, you know, I'm still running the projects that are the multifamily projects because now we've been able to build out the teams to control the outcome in the best way we can. Right. And so that that allowed us a lot of these parts. But it also, even to go back, it it helped us garner better conversations with people. Right. So with us, you look at COVID, you know, we we talk back when this all happened. You know, we we have three main responsibilities with investors. It's of course um preservation of capital, return of capital, and growth of capital. And uh, that's our three parts. So making sure that we completely are are understanding that, right? So we did four deals that we brought in um 2020. Uh, we had one sale and one refinance um, with a capital return to investors. However, I look back and the best deal that we did was the one we didn't do, right? Because it was a time of uncertainty where we couldn't, I, I couldn't look at that and say, I can, I can truly tell investors that I can preserve your capital and be the best steward of your capital, right? It was right when things were, you know, March and April, where there was so much um, different feedback that we couldn't make a true rest. And you look back and you say, I could look at, the lesson of, oh, that was a great deal. We missed that. But it was actually a, a great lesson to say that we're sticking to what we tell our investors day in and day out. So we're passively aggressive. We're not going to do a deal just to do a deal. We're going to do a deal that we feel can be a great opportunity, not only for us and our investors, but also to make this a better community to, for people to live in. Yeah, yeah that's... Um... That's a good point. And although you said the, the best the best deal that, uh, that came out was the one you didn't do, it's pretty disappointing when we look back on it and talked about yeah. it a couple of days ago, just because I, I was involved in that one too. And it was, uh, <laughs> now, now you look back and you go, man, that was a, that was a really good deal. And if we had bought it, we, we would, but just like you said, I was part of the one who was going to be raising money for that deal. Yeah. And I could not, I couldn't, and for everyone that's listening, uh, the stock market was down about 30% at the time. Yeah. Um, COVID was happening, but unknown what, what was going to happen. Uh, all The stimulus bill was not in place. Um, there was um, there were people that were unemployed. Unemployment was skyrocketing at the time. We had no idea what rent collection was going to be like. And uh, we, the we debt decided- terms had not, had not tremendously improved like they have. I mean, there, there was a lot of different things here where 
you know, that, and that's why at the end of the year we were able to do three deals, right? Because we were able oh, to they find. were requiring massive reserves for uh, for loans, and um, and, and so we we said no. And I think the building you told me yesterday or uh, last week that the building sold for a million dollars over our purchase price, right? Right. So, um, right. so there we go. It's pretty obvious yeah. that it wasn't. It it turned out to to have been. A, what would would have likely been a good deal, but just like Jason said, I could not look another investor in the eye and, and say, um, pull your money out of the stock market yeah. at, when it's down 30% and put it over here with us. Like it's just, it's, and that's where most of my investors' money was coming at the time, uh, coming from at the time, IRAs, 401ks that were going to be uh, transferred, moved over, um, and, and things like that. So, yeah. um, and I look exactly at that because right. I look at that mark, not to, not to reflect on it too much, but I also look at that as that. You know, we're not all the same buyer pools, right? So, so we're we're syndicating on projects. That buyer could have been someone who had money from overseas that just needed to park it anywhere because it's safer than their country where they they have no control, right? So, you always have to look at it like the, people's threshold to pay um, should never matter, and that goes even to your underwriting today. You have to stick to your guns because you're not competing against like kind all the time, and that's even on flipping too, right? So, you look at that part. You can't compete on the, on just what someone's willing to pay because your goals um, are, could be dramatically different than that other person. The other person could not care about the return at all. They just don't want their money anywhere. Like maybe they don't want it in the stock market, you know? So, so they always have to look at you, just what you need to do for you and your investors. Cause that's first and foremost, the most important. Yep. So no like, and trust is what I wrote down and you basically covered it. Right. They, they just got to know, like, and trust you and your track record, things like that. Um, doing what you say you're going to do. Um, so everything that you guys have done, um, I watched. I watched you guys from the sidelines for a couple of years. Um, uh, just kind of move out of, leave our community, right? And not necessarily leave. You're you're always still commenting, being a part of it, calling me, texting me, say, hey, can we do? Can we work together? Stuff like that. But um, just watching you guys go uh, create this multifamily business, and and I'm inv- I'm an investor, you know. And so I watched you guys, and I knew that you were getting going. But in getting to know you guys, there's there's nobody that I'd rather put my trust in, right, with my money. And so I'm personally invested in almost every single deal that you guys have done. Every time I get an email from you guys, I, I'd like to say I, do, I dig deep into the due diligence, but really, like, I've underwritten you guys so well that I know what's going to happen at this point. So I watch it. I look at the numbers. It looks good. I put my money in. And, um, and so that, that's a big thing. And then over time, you know, over a couple of years of being a limited partner in your deals, watching it, um, watching the success, obviously... Uh, that we took the next step and I wanted to be become more like, how can I help you guys more? How can we, uh, we partner uh, on other deals? So uh, Jason and, and Peely, maybe if you guys could, could help, I don't think there might be some listeners who are, who are savvy and multifamily. They, they understand it all. But I think one thing that we could do in, I don't know, f- five or 10 minutes here before we have to end is, is just go through the deal that you guys did that you did a cash out refinance of. And I think that will tell the story a lot. Um, and it don't, you don't have to go deep in it, but kind of like what this looks like, like uh, how many units it is, what you guys did, and then what can what's possible there uh, in the multifamily space, which I think is really cool. Sure. So um, the, the most recent one, because we actually should have another one um, in 60 days that will actually be able to um, do the same process. However, uh, 48 unit um, in Kentucky, Found uh, the property um, direct to seller. The guy had had the property for something of, of 20 plus years. He was doing everything himself, right? So I, I remember walking the units with him and he had so many keys. Like, just imagine, 
you have 40, you have 48 units, but he had like, like would seem like 400 keys. And they were like in pockets in this part and they couldn't find it. He had two units that were in good shape. And I was like, well, are these going to rent soon? He's like, yeah, I got someone who wants to move in, but I have to stretch the carpet. So I, I probably could get to it in like three weeks, right? He, he was doing everything himself and he was just so overwhelmed. You could just feel and see the wheels coming off. So we were able to put together a, a, a um, really a deal with him. And because he had rent roll that was on napkins didn't even have people's names like literally units for that point we were able to build it back i was gonna say wasn't this the guy that we were standding there and somebody actually came by with a wad of cash yes they were like handing him a bag of cash it, it, it was all anarchy and what you look for in these is that it's just like any business like take it back to the restaurant business right if you walk in there and you see you know a um, shorter restaurant with like 11 line cooks well you know they're probably just bleeding on the expense side right well this was the opposite side he he was bleeding because he wasn't able to capitalize on the income because he was just letting units stay vacant he wasn't turning them plus he wasn't doing any marketing nor was he going out there to push the limit right because for him Imagine, oh man, a unit goes vacant. I got to do all this work. Well, I'll just be a cheaper rent. So people just please don't leave. Right. And so in that same part, we were able to go in there, improve the operations, put in third party management, professional third party management, put in a proper application process. Just even on classic rents, we were capturing um, you know, upwards of $150 on rent per month because that's how much lost lease was present for us to go in there and just do a classic turn. Nothing, nothing fancy. We were able to go in there, change out the toilets, which um, dramatically reduced, reduced the water bill. He had his office in one of the units. So we actually put the office into the laundry room, which was in the parking lot. That was a massive, massive building. Um, put on a contract with the laundry. We were able to put a cable contract on the building that again, they paid us a decorating fee um, for the laundry contract, paid us a use fee for the um, cable contract. And then from that point, now we get additional income from that side and then just start cleaning up the building. So we um, you know, painted the buildings, cleaned up the landscaping, cleaned up the parking lots, really just started to make it a better place for people to live and then rebranded it and gave it a presence, right? So the first thing we look at here is that just because tenants are paying you know substantially under market doesn't mean they're bad tenants they were just offered cheaper rent right so you know if i was looking to rent an apartment and i was offered cheaper rent i sure take it too so you work with the great tenants there just to bring them within means right because typically they're not going to just leave the building and go across the street or next door and find a building that's performing better because or and there or that's going to be cheaper right so we looked at the neighborhood and the neighborhood was substantially in, in better terms so we knew we could take the property there and improve it so we would improve the building just by making it cleaner and more and affordable so they have their kids there they feel safer they feel like they can show up so over the course of now two years we're able to improve the building from where we brought it um at 1.5 million and the appraisal came back at um close to 3.2 million Right. So, so that was the value we'd be able to do. <clears throat> we actually, um, the loan we got in 2018 was at a point where interest rates had spiked. So even at today, our new debt payment with the refinance is actually lower for three years with the interest only than it was before. So we're, even though it's a higher valuation um, at a higher loan amount, we actually have a lower um, overall payment um, right now across the board for a three-year IO period. So it gave us a point where we're able to do a cash out refi where investors got portion of capital back. So it's just like a nice mark. And what you can always do with these is just say, what are other properties in the area doing? And what is this property missing? So application fees, pet fees, 
potential for a cable contract, potential for a laundry contract, potential for the correct management, potential to bring an additional unit online, um, potential to change the branding and the narrative, which is huge, right? Because we were able to not have a massive turnover because people said, man, you're giving us a great product and it's still affordable compared to the area. So now we'd rather stay than have to up, you know, upheave our whole family because we're here to fix things. And many times what, what the focus comes when people buy buildings is that I got to get the rent out. Well, if you do the rent first, imagine you're going to show up at a building that looks like a jalopy and just say, hey, come inside. I got a great looking unit. They're, they're going to be turned off before they even get to the unit. So we make sure that we clean it up from the outside in. And that goes on the management side and the property side. So when you clean it up on the outside going in, now it's, it's showing the progress and showing the path, not only to the current tenants, but to new prospective tenants as well. How much, how much did you guys put into that building? Uh, I have to look back about five, a little under 500K. Okay, so let's call it 500,000. So you bought it for 1.5 million, you put 500,000 into it, so that's 2 million. And then it got appraised for 3.2 million. So there's a, over a million dollars in equity in there after doing that kind of work. And so, and then a cash out refinance, a lot of times what can happen is the investors can get almost all of their money back. And that's tax-free money, just like, just like a house. You go to Burr, a single family unit, right? Yep. And you get all that money back out and you don't have any money back in the deal. And then it still cash flows. Like this is the, the holy grail, right? So when you start seeing this stuff, you don't have to sell the property. You can hang on to the property now for as long as you want to um, or sell the property down the road um, to cash in on that equity. So there's really cool stuff that can be done. I mean, that's amazing. Um, I mean, that's a 50% increase in the, in the value of the property from what you put in, over 50%. And really, really cool stuff. So the investors are happy. Um, the syndicators are happy. And we, we could spend another hour, I think, for those, for those that are listening who are single family investors, flippers, wholesalers, um, by no means and I'm, am I saying like, drop everything and go over here. But, um, and, and you might not understand all of this and that's okay. Um, there's, um, this is probably the first time that we've really talked about multifamily on this podcast in this detail. I've never really brought a multifamily syndicator on the podcast since I've owned it or anything like that. So if you don't understand some of these terms like IO and, and uh, turning the units and all this stuff that Jason's talking about, like that's okay. So uh, multifamily syndication, very simple. You're bringing in lots of other partners, more of a team sport on this where you're raising capital, uh, you're bringing other people in. It's, it's very similar to what we do in the single family world. Um, just instead of raising money from one person for this deal, this flip that you're doing, you're raising money from a bunch of other people and you're giving up, a, typically giving up equity in the, in the deal. So um, we, we'll go into more of this, I think, down the road. Um, but what I want to talk about now is um, Peely called me like probably like three years ago when I was working for Justin here at Seven Figure Flipping and was saying, um, hey, I want to do something together. Like we're building this coaching program and all this stuff. And um, I listened to her. I brought it to Justin. I thought it was a great idea. Um, we definitely didn't have the capability at that point to do any of that stuff. Uh, I don't think I had to say, no, go do it on your own, have fun, um, use whatever names you want. Um, I'd love to be a part of it in the future. I'd love to, um, to, uh, to uh, be a member of your community and stuff like that, because I want to learn more about this, right? Uh, but my path went uh, an interesting direction. I ended up buying the company. And then we've gotten to the point where we've done these events, uh, Flip Packing Live. So I'm wearing my Flip Packing Live shirt. And uh, just recently, 
Um, Jason and Peely are uh, moving, moved to Nashville. We got involved in more uh, syndications together, doing deals together, and me having a little bit more of this multifamily work um, that I'm doing. And so uh, we talked and they wanted to put on an event. So um, I said, okay, how can I help? So we had a conversation and uh, we decided to, uh, to do an event together. So I know on the last podcast, I said, I got a big surprise for you guys um, here and I'm going to be emceeing an awesome multifamily event. Um, we just put on Flip Hacking Live in a virtual setting, which was incredible, um, in the studio that we had in North Carolina. We're going to use that same studio to put on a uh, virtual live event, just like we did, like a virtual experience uh, for three days, very similar to Flip Hacking Live in the multifamily world. So uh, Jason and Peely are going to run it. They're going to teach multifamily for three days, um, ins and outs of underwriting. Um, we, we're going to spend the next six months putting together an awesome program for you guys. Um, that are interested in learning more about multifamily. And um, I'm really excited about it. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? You guys w- uh, want to talk about it a little bit? You know, it's you, you have to say, because it, it comes full circle, right? So the, the first real estate event we go to, Flip Hacking, right? And so we've seen what you guys have done, how you've evolved. And we've always just loved it because you guys, you bring your A game, right? So we know that coming back to you even from a multifamily side, one, on the partnership, but also the event that it's, it's just going to be outstanding, right? Because that's the only way you guys do it. So to have this come out, right, you know, we're excited to talk about this. Uh, we've done you know, live events, uh, small live events in the past. We've had a, a huge turnout, a huge response because they, they're, there's so much you can do with multifamily, but it, it just takes you to, to get yourself that one more sliver of information that you need to get yourself out of the gate. And with this event, we're going to go through where we're going to just hold nothing back. We're going to go out there and just talk about everything we do in our process, how we got started, the steps we took the missteps we took, right? Because what we learned from uh, it really just, it's its not always what you know, but it's, it's what you don't know because that gets you better at asking questions going forward. So really excited to bring this out there because there's just so much that can be done in this world. There's so much uh, multifamily housing that needs to be acquired and be made better. And why not this awesome community here today? I'm super excited to be teaming up with you, Bill. Like you said, I've been calling you every time we get a deal under contract. I'm like, ooh, this means I can not only talk to Bill about about investing, but I can also talk to him about maybe the coaching program. Um, so it's just been an incredible, incredible couple of last couple of weeks just talking about what we're going to do for the people who are going to come in and learn from us. I mean, like Jason said, we're just going to basically give you everything in three days time. It's going to be fantastic. And just like Bill said, say you have a thriving flipping and wholesaling business. This does not mean you have to completely dismantle it like we did. That's what we had to do. But these three days that we're going to give to you, that means you get to have a taste of what it would be like to be a multifamily syndicator, what it would be like to dive deep into our world. And then you make the decision from there. But we give you these three days with so much value and we're going to do it with Bill and he's going to have this amazing platform that we're going to be able to use. So we're super excited to move forward on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped about it. I, I love doing Flip Hacking Live. We've... I, I don't know how many years have we done it. This was our fifth, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to take everything that we learned. We're going to take the structure. We're going to take, you know, all the. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we we did the virtual event. We did the virtual experience in October, um, and we're going to make sure that 
Um, we don't have to worry about a, a site, a location, the coronavirus, all that stuff for the summer. Um, and so this event, we're going to do a, another virtual experience, three days. Um, we're going to keep the prices really low, especially coming out of the gate here. This uh, like entry level price, if you're listening to it live, um, this podcast is going to be 197 bucks, which is uh, super cheap. If you like, just like Flip Hacking Live, if you want to share the, uh, the ticket with your uh, partner, with your spouse on one computer, that's fine. If you want to each get one, you'll each, we're going to send out boxes. We're going to do everything that we did for Flip Hacking Live. And we're calling it Multifamily Live. So surprise, surprise, it's called Multifamily Live. And um, it's June 10th, 11th, and 12th. So we're going to do it awesome. um, over the summer, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just like we did before. It's going to be at the studio that we built out in North Carolina. We're going to build it out for Jason and Peely, their colors, their design, whatever they want. Um, we're not probably going to have these uh, their, their own emojis, whatever they want in there. It's going to be awesome. If you guys came to Flip Hacking Live this past year, you're going to see, um, you're going to see, you, you know exactly what we can do. Um, if you didn't come, this is definitely something that you want to check out. Um, we're still doing Flip Hacking Live in October uh, 2021. I've got some exciting news coming up about that, actually. Um, it is going to be in person. We've got a contract coming, uh, all that stuff. But this is, uh, this is something right there, mid-range, to get you guys to look forward to. It's exciting for me. And I can't wait to see Jason and Peely kind of put on a really cool show um, from stage there in North Carolina. So um, I'm happy to have you guys here in North Carolina. I mean, here in Tennessee. I'm happy to, uh, to be a part of this. Um, I get to MC the event, so I'll be the one mm -hmm. introducing some of the speakers. Um, I'm going to give a presentation or or two. Who knows? We're going to set up a, a really great three days for you guys. Um, and Jason and Peely have a lot to share. I've learned a ton from them. Um, they are incredible operators in this business, and I can't wait to. Um, it, it's very rare that I bring somebody else on, promote their stuff. Obviously, I'm a partner in this. I'm helping them with it, um, but I'm really excited to uh, to see what multifamily live is going to be like because. I, I'm ready to learn more about the underwriting, about the operational side and stuff like that too. So uh, I always come away with pages and pages of notes from these things. And I'm really excited. So if you guys want to get a ticket and you're not going to be blown up with this, by the way, um, we're still a wholesaling and flipping a community. Uh, seven figure flipping is not changing all of that stuff. Um, we are going to be uh, helping with the event space, promoting that stuff and, uh, and being a part of this, which is really exciting. So uh, you can go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash uh, MF Live. So multifamily live, MF Live. So sevenfigureflipping.com slash MF Live. Jason Peely, thanks for coming on. Um, I'm excited about this. This is a lot of fun. Super excited. Cannot wait. Thank you for having us on. Thanks, Yeah. Uh, I hope you guys uh, feel better. And when we're out of quarantine, we'll get back together and talk more about this. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.